I have a vocation within a vocation, but it's not just my vocation, it's actually all of our vocations. So besides me being a minister of care, I spend a lot of time when I go room to room with these people. Many of them have fallen away. Many of them have um, given up on the church, very angry with the church, misunderstanding with the church. And many of them, many times, have family in the room who don't go to church, don't understand the church, again, mad at the church. And God has given me so many opportunities to be able to um, not only bring Holy Communion to them, but then to um, uh, evangelize them. So, um, again, I never planned this, but um, uh, last February, this not that long ago, um, I was, uh, I actually, um, I would say four months before that, I had met a lady and she said I could use her name. Her name is Laverne. And um, again, I was at a different nursing home. And somebody had told me about Laverne to go see Laverne. And um, she had had a stroke, and her whole left side is paralyzed. And she can't even talk. So I um, got to meet her. And you know, I literally had to go up to her ear to hear her uh, say anything. And she was very frustrated. She couldn't move her, obviously, her left side. Very frustrated. And so I um, would pray with her. And I asked her for many prayers over uh, several months and um, asked her if she would continue to pray for a number of things that I was praying for. Um, in February, it was her birthday. And so um, she, starting in January, started asking me, you, you've got to come to my birthday. You've got to come to my birthday. And... Um, so I said, okay, you know, I'll see what I can do. It was on a Saturday. Her niece had set it up. And uh, she said, every time I would come on, please, you got to come to my birthday party. You know, I'm going to be 90. And she was sharp, sharp as a tack. And she was a really wonderfully prayerful lady. And I, I just was so grateful to have her. And she prayed with me many times. <clears throat> so on the day of her birthday, I had, the night before, had been invited. Uh, there were two extra tickets from a friend to go to see a Matthew Kelly uh, conference which was way up on the south side, and there were free tickets, and I wanted to see him as an evangelist. And so I uh, said to my husband, let's go the tickets, but I'm going to probably be late for this birthday party. But I said, you know what, I'll just stop in, I'll give her a kiss, I'll say hi, and, you know, it'll be fine. So um, we get done with the, uh, the conference, we're driving home, and now it's, it's kind of late, you know, and I, the party started about 1, and um, it's probably like 2.30, almost 3 o'clock, but she sees me all the time, and there were, I, you know, I knew her family was going to be there. I didn't, you know, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. But I certainly wanted to stop by, and my husband wasn't going to come with me, but he said, okay, let's just hurry up, let's do this. So we go inside the nursing home, and of course, um, a bunch of people that I bring Holy Community to see my husband, they want to meet him. And I'm getting, you know, it's getting later and later and later. So finally we get up to the room where the birthday party is. And I literally, it was a double door, I step in to the front, the, this double door, I step in and there are 60 to 70 people all sitting around. Laverne is facing me. And I step in the door and everybody goes, hi. And there's total silence. He said, thanks for coming, now it's your turn. I said, my turn for what? Tell us why you came and tell us why you like Laverne and tell us why you're here. I'm standing in the door and wasn't expecting this, but um, I had to tell them the truth. 
So I said to them, well, I am here because I am very grateful to Laverne. I used to bring Laverne Holy Communion, and three months ago, my sister, my sister, my cousin Gina went into a coma. And she was 56 years old. She, um, they thought she was going to die. They coded her for two hours. She was on dialysis. She was on a ventilator. Um, they were sure that she would not make it. And I went up to Laverne, who was very frustrated, couldn't talk, couldn't move. And I said to Laverne, Laverne, I think my cousin is going to die. And I am begging you to take your suffering, offer your suffering to God, unite your suffering with God. And <clears throat> I told the people at the, at the uh, party, see, we as Catholics believe that when we offer our suffering to God, God takes our suffering, he infuses it with power, and he uses it to help us and to help others. And I said, seven days later, my cousin Gina woke up. And the doctor said, you know, I don't usually go here, but you got yourself a miracle. So I am here to thank Laverne for praying and offering her suffering because I know the power that, that she had and she helped save my, my uh, cousin Gina's life. And everybody in that room, many of them, I have no, there were co-workers, there were family members, there were workers that had worked at the, at the nursing home. I don't know what religion they were, but it was totally complete silence. And at a birthday party, the opportunity to evangelize, to tell them about the saving power of suffering was really powerful. And there were people just staring and couldn't believe it. And I have to say, a couple people come up, came up after and discussed some stuff with me. It was an opportunity to evangelize and tell them about our faith. And um, my cousin Gina, just so you know, started praying for Laverne in great gratefulness. And about two or three weeks later, uh, Laverne got her voice back. And Laverne is very grateful to Gina. So Gina came a couple weeks ago and went around the nursing home because I asked everyone to pray, including Laverne, and thanked them for her prayers, their prayers. And you know what? It evangelized them. It gave them hope. Because that's what we do as Christians. That's why we do what we do. We, this is not, this is not, you know, some idea, this Christianity. You know, this is, this is real truth. This is a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of people think that, um, you know, this is just an idea. Okay? But we are introducing, when we tell these stories, we are introducing people to the person of Jesus Christ. And when they see these miracles, all these things that I've said to you, and when I see them, it gives me hope, and it changes me. But those kinds of things help my faith, and it, even, at, even at the nursing home, I spent an hour this last week with a 93-year-old man who was from Russia, and then went to Italy during you know the war, he's 93. Went to Italy, then went to England, and then came here, and he's so upset about suffering. And why would God allow this? And then I told him the story of Gina. I told him the story of Gina. I said, you're, you're more powerful in the wheelchair right now. You don't understand how when Jesus hung on the cross, he, everybody thought he was doing nothing. 
and he was saving the world. Everybody thought he was doing nothing. He was saving the world. So um, when I get to tell these stories to people, it gives them hope. And he hadn't been to Mass in, I don't know how long I went to him today, and I went in again and discussed something with him, and he said, I've been thinking about what you said. And there's a Mass tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and I said, are you going to go? And he said, I'm going to think about it. You know, just knowing that maybe his suffering has power. So that's what I guess I have. Really, I don't know.